stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. From DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California, this is the Blue Heaven Podcast. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? I don't think I'm legally allowed to uh, disperse my name. You know, there's a lockout. We're not employed by them. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> my name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. And my name is Brooke, and you you can you can find me crying in a closet for the rest of the winter break because uh, there's no baseball and there's no happiness and uh, you know it's cold outside. Yeah. Uh, what else? What other reasons are there? There's no baseball. There's no spaces. I don't know if spaces is working or not. If it is, cool. It's because um, uh, Jack Dorsey uh, retired or whatever. Man, Jack. Is really? His last name Dorsey or just make that up? Um, I th- I think that's it. His you name's know. Jack. Whatever. Guys, on today's Jack show. Mihoff. Well. <laughs> First podcast since the lockout is official, so that's great. Happy anniversary lockout. lockout. I don't know. Things suck. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Rob Am- Rob Manfred and why we hate him so much, because that's, you know, that's always a crowd pleaser. I hate that man. That girl's a real crowd pleaser. I hate that man. We're going to talk about the broken stove 2021, because the hot stove is closed, at least for a little while, but uh, there were some moves. There was one big move since we were last here, and it's the move uh, I've been asking for since the start of the offseason. Chris Taylor will be back with your Dodgers. Uh, Seeger's trying to lure Kershaw to Texas. Insert the uh, got to make that that YouTube thumbnail. Uh, We have some Hall of Fame talk on Gil Hodges with our friend Mark Langell. There's a giveaway. There's a whole lot more. So stay tuned. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Before we get into the show, we got to remind you this is a podcast. So if you can't make the live show, you could always listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Pandora, Player FM, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We live there. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit that bell and you'll know right when we go live and everything is better. Everything will be so much better because life sucks and it's all pain, guys. Don't forget that. It's very encouraging around the holidays. If you guys haven't noticed, this is when I really come to life. Guys, don't forget this is a live show. Uh, We're doing this every Monday, even if there's no baseball for the rest of our lifetime. We'll still be doing this every Monday. I don't know what we'll talk about 10 years from now when there's no baseball still. but We're going to be like those guys. We'll be like them. Yeah, 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 for sure. Eventually, I think we should just start recycling old run of shows. Just see if anybody notices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll be like uh, Juan Uribe coming back uh, from the IL. Deal. The deal. (laughs) Back then, it was the deal. So, guys, don't forget to jump into the stream. Let us know where you're repping Dodgers Nation tonight, where you're hanging out. Uh, A couple people jumping into the chat early on. I think I saw Katie Dixon said, what's up? It's finally my first time catching this live. Katie, welcome. Good to meet CU. Meet C. Good to uh, meet CU. Meets. Yeah. Josh Gitt's getting ahead of us. It says, Rob Manford is the most incompetent commissioner in the history of sports. It is truly amazing that someone can be as tone deaf as he is. Oof, he is bad. He is real bad. He's a different kind of uh, bad, and I, uh, I enjoy how bad he is. Matthew Smith says, uh, bring in Freddie Freeman. All right, I'm on board. I got like 20 bucks. Like for the podcast? <laughs> he doesn't seem like a good podcast guest, to be honest with you. The uh, Britney mic would cover some of his teeth. He's got big teeth. Big, <laughs> you know what they say good, about good big teeth. You know what they say about big teeth. He's got Hollywood teeth, man. He's already ready. <laughs> Swag Daddy McGee asking, so is Gary going to stream this, the the show twenty twenty two next year when there's no season? Look, don't even don't even make that joke, okay? Because probably no. Because <laughs> we have to do that. <laughs> it, it, it me, your boy. Um, no, this. there's going to be a season. There's there's always a reason to be positive. Uh, although my my fake positivity has been really like just wrong all off season. It feels like. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, missing. You got to go with instinct. Huh? Yeah, instinct. It's instinct time. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Dave Luna, will we throw batteries at Scherzer now? We'll talk a little bit about Max Scherzer um, in a bit, but top story. For uh, your baseball, it's not really your Dodgers, but it's for your baseball. The bad thing happened is the thing we knew, um, you know, what was going to happen. It happened, and uh, the team owners have locked out the players. Um, 
It's two sides continue to argue about money. The thing that we knew was going to happen for the last, I don't know, three, four, five years since the last time they did one of these like mid CBA updates. Um, <clears throat> so what changes right now? There will be no player movement as we we saw. Hey, it was fun. It was fun when we saw every player and their sister in you know headlines and in rumors and all that kind of stuff. But now it's gone. No trades, no signings. At least at the big league level, there will be some player movement at the minor league level. But that's not really exciting. No, yeah, you know what's better for baseball when there's baseball. Hey, that's what I've heard. But a boy, um, players don't have access to team facilities. They have to go home. They can't rehab technically at team facilities. They can rehab shout, on their own. Shout out Dustin May. That really sucks. If you're like going through a serious injury right now and you're trying to bounce back for next season, this is a really bad time for there to be a lockout because that's going to set you back a little bit. Yeah, him uh, being one of those guys. I think there. I mean, there should be. I'm I'm sure the teams are like set them up as best as they can, and there will 100 percent be contact still, even though it's not technically allowed. <laughs> Elijah's saying that's so dumb. It it is incredibly dumb, just the way um, everything is handled. They're all technically unemployed right now. No, yeah, they this actually are legally unemployed right really now. Really weird. Did you it's see cool. uh, Alex Vessier, who was asking people what to do on his new Twitch channel. He's like, since I'm unemployed. Like, I don't have a job, so what should I do? And they were like, stream. <laughs> but uh, it's it's bad, it's stupid, and again, it's all about money. Um, you know, I, I often have lazily said it's billionaires fighting millionaires. It's not inaccurate. If it was millionaires, we wouldn't be here. A lot, Most of the league does not make anywhere near you know the millions and they want the the, the owners want to continue to try to take advantage of really it's it's the majority of players it's the young players it's the less than two less than three four year players that they can pay uh, you know dirt cheap i would be happy to play baseball for 600 grand or whatever you know I'll but that's 50. me <laughs> i'll take 20 bucks and a six pack mm-hmm. we're good to go but um <clears throat> The revenue in baseball has gone up to strata, like just atmospheric levels uh, over the last five, ten years. It, it, there are no problems making money in the game, but player salaries haven't. I mean, yeah, the 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 biggest names in the league get the Max Scherzer type of deals. They get the Corey Seager type of deals. They're making thirty, maybe forty million now. Um, they, I'm not going to do it. The forty million, thanks to uh, you know one guy, um, in in his in his uh, agent's opinion. But those are the, the only people. Everybody else, again, they're getting the cheap cheaper money. They won't even pay for like, like if it was now and Andre Ethier was getting that contract that Ned Coletti got, like he wouldn't get that kind of deal. You know, he wouldn't get a something that was going to pay him sixteen million a year or even twelve. I don't know, man. I'm all over the place. It's really dumb. I hate it. Give me your thoughts on them real quick. Go ahead. That's all you got about it. It's dumb and you hate it. It's unfortunate. It's um, There's a lot on the table. There's a lot to be discussed. And if we learned anything from the actual meetings that they've had in the weeks leading up to the official lockout, it's that there was no intention of getting a deal done before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely zero intention of getting a deal done before. The general sense has been the owners feel like they're in a place where they can hold out and further negotiate with the players because they think they think they hold a ground on them they think that players will get desperate and be like hey we got to play we have to play the owners feel good about that which is why they had i think their last meeting was literally like seven minutes long yeah it's like hey we're locking out tonight and they're like seven minutes everybody grab their coffee grab their donuts let's get the hell out of here we're not doing this today so it, it, they've shown both sides have shown no willingness to change anything so far and obviously it's still early on in the process, I guess, if you want to call it that. We're just a few days locked out, but it doesn't exactly give you hope. It doesn't inspire a lot of hope that they're going to get a deal done in time. Because, I mean, in time, realistically, is coming up. Yeah, in time is is uh, it's a fluid statement in a way because is in time opening day? Yeah, they could probably get that done. Although we saw the arguments from them trying to ramp up the, the COVID season, and that was ugly. And that took Manfred just deciding to set a schedule and people went and played and got their their full salaries. I mean, the owners didn't want to pay the players their full salaries last year as best they could or two years ago now um, in time for spring training. That's another one. And I think there will be a decent amount of spring training. Um, That's me. Diego, Diego says this podcast talks a lot about nothing. 
Diego, I would talk about your mom, but I didn't want to do that on live. You know, I didn't want to put you on blast like that. That's my bad, brother. All right, Diego, what do you want us to talk about? You know, all these great headlines going on in the, the game of baseball. You want to talk about uh, all Walker. the fake trade rumors that he's seen uh, populate on Facebook or whatever? He thinks that <laughs> Carlos Correa signed yesterday or somehow. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, some people's kids. Oh, I just um, acci- accidentally <clears throat> sicked everybody on Diego. That's my bad dog. Yeah. <laughs> In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. The other thing, though, like if it does get to the point where it's um, what we call on time by spring training, there are still a dumb amount of free agent players that don't have contracts, including Carlos Correa. Sorry, Diego. Um, Those deals need to happen. They can't happen right now, but they, things need to come together to make deals happen before they go and play teams and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Right. Meow over me. Yep. Um, Not to mention the fact that when it actually is negotiated, the deals agreed upon, it's signed, it's in, you know, writing, whatever, a free agency period then opens back up and it's going to be a freaking frenzy. Like yeah. if you thought NBA free agency was wild, <laughs> just imagine, let's say a deal gets signed in February, first week of February somehow, which I still don't even think we make it by then. But let's Ooh. say that happens. You have like two weeks until pitchers and catchers report. And then how many signings happen in that period? It's going to be nuts because realistically, <clears> there are a lot of names out on the board. still, a lot of big names, but just a lot of names out on the board just in general. It's going to be chaos. It really is. And, and a lot of those guys could be coming at a discount because of this yeah because it's going to be so last minute and, and that and if it does hit that point where it's a discount like the the union's gonna push back even more and like not agree to anything the the owners and the league want to do so the worst case scenario yeah we might not have a 2022 season i don't think it'll get there i think there's there's enough on the table where they can just be like all right whatever we're gonna plug this in again and we're gonna go and the players will eventually you know be forced thanks to this lockout they're gonna have no choice but to just you know smile and wave and accept it or I'll be a scab <laughs> i'm down to be a scab i got no shame of the other things they're fighting for they're fighting for you know the stupid rules the pace of play stuff uh you know they want the 15 second clock uh you know pitch clock they want like bigger bases and there are really dumb things they're there they have mixed in there i think that uh the league is more so putting those aside for now while they try to get these quote core economics straightened out but uh you know um of the better things of the smarter things and it was going to happen either way they had no choice mlb has offered to remove that direct draft pick compensation you know the qualifying offer thing so that's a big thing for the players side um i'm aware nobody likes baseball economic talk but this is where we're at in the off season so if you don't enjoy it um yeah everybody uh snapchat us uh, some money and we'll talk about whatever you want but snapchat uh us some money. yeah yeah you, know, you, gotta, snapchat. you gotta join my only fans and tip me <laughs> another thing say on there. another thing they're they're a part on is expanded playoffs because the league wants more money the owners want more money and how else are they going to get it they're going to get it with expanded playoffs they want 14 team playoffs which is terrible i hate it yeah, you shouldn't have half of baseball in the postseason. That's not exactly cool. Um, and the Players Association has said, okay, we'll go as high as 12. It's a 10-team postseason right now, 12. Okay, you're adding one more, and that becomes like the 2020 postseason. you got to win 13 games or whatever. Um, another thing the owners really want is to put stupid patches on the uniforms, like like sponsor patches, so we can get – the we crypto.com should, Dodgers. We, we should go full NASCAR. Like every square inch of real estate is just an advertisement, you know? It's like M&M's, it, Budweiser. Yeah. Yeah. It's Fired NASCAR, isn't it like that, with the uh, the football? Just yeah. about, aren't yeah. they? Like yeah. whole-ass sponsored teams? Yeah, but then like, uh, you know, basketball has like the one. Uh, hockey, I think hockey even has the one now, too. I don't know. I don't watch that sport. It's on ice. I only watch it when I can drink there. Yeah, it's a whole thing. So loud there, though, man. 
At the at the games? Yeah, like King's game. It's just like we really want you to be excited. Oh yeah, they turn the yeah. Yeah, everything's just so yeah. loud, it's screaming at you. They're like, White people, be louder, please. <laughs> uh the another one of the things, Universal DH. Joe Joe asks, uh, does anybody want the DH? I think we've hit a point where everybody is cool with the Universal DH. It's another way to get players more money too. I'm pretty it's sure it's a lucrative. foregone conclu- conclusion at this point. It is a it conclusion. It very much seems like it's 100% going to be a part of the new plan and I don't think anybody's going to argue against it now. I think 2020 was the turning point for everybody. Everybody was like, oh yeah, we should have a universal DH. Why do we have pitchers hit? Even for me. I was it's like, a good why thing. the hell are we having pitchers hit? It's a good thing they brought it back in 2021 for some very, very stupid reason. Thank God. Uh, Jen asks uh, the postseason bracket or says the postseason bracket needs to be adjusted. I a thousand percent agree. It's it's garbage. It's garbage. This year's more than anything proved yeah. that. This really needs they to be the year. really screwed it up. Are they smart enough to figure that out? No, because the league is commissioned by Rob Manfred. And how, do you, how do you feel about the uh, terrible. that situation where the top seed picks their first opponent? I don't like that. I don't either. No. No. I don't like it that. Shouldn't, shouldn't just be like standard. I don't like top it. Top seed plays low seed. And you kind of keep meeting in the middle. Sort Diego of says, well, it takes you guys 15 minutes to get going. That's how long it takes me to finish, too. You know what I'm saying, Diego? What's good, baby? Ask your mom. Yep. <laughs> Diego, this is a bad place to get dunked on, man. You can't hurt me. <laughs> I have no emotions. See, it's a live stream. You want people to join, to have time to join. You know, Maybe they need to put down... Uh, Put down your mom. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I'm done engaging with uh, with the trolls uh, outside of you. <laughs> DM says, I think uh, Diego is angry. Ooh. Is this true? Have a Snickers. Um, Manfred, terrible human, probably. Bad commissioner. Uh, he gets to be the guy that that upended 26 years of labor peace. Someone's got to do it. Every party's got a pooper. That's what my mom always says. <laughs> Does she like specifically say it to you though? Like, uh, yeah, it was me. I was always the pooper. I could see you being mm-hmm. that guy, yeah. poopy a, if you will. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he muffed the Astros thing. Ass muffin. Yep. Uh, they had the loaded baseballs, and now that turns out there was like two different types of baseballs in 2021, and there was some sort of controversy controversy there the spider tech got out of control and spin rate and all this other crap all of this happened under his stewardship um i don't know man like we've seen some bad people in leagues we've 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 uh we've seen bad commissioners in in different leagues we've also seen probably the best commissioner adam silver uh, can he just come do baseball I don't know. Like, I didn't set the set that up well. I just really want Adam Silver to, to come be my commissioner. That's it. That's what it's that's all it. come down yeah. to is you want Adam Silver to come over. Yeah. I take Roger Goodell over Rob Manfred, and that's Oof. really saying something because how Oof. many commissioners get booed every time they announce a draft pick for all the rounds, every round that he's a part of? Man, he's really just going everywhere and getting booed these days. I like how he just leans into it, though. Yeah. He just knows. He's like, eh. As Everyone he, hates me. It's as he fine. stutters through his uh, little speech yeah. jammer thing, right I like there. the, uh, I like, I like the uh, in the pandemic year when he was just sitting in the in the his lazy boy <laughs> announcing it. I was like, all right, Roger, this is a good way to lean into it. I like this. Oh, breaking! Jesus is the commissioner now. That's Jesus. Listen, listen. Tired of your filth mm-hmm. around here. You, you, not the, not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, Raphael says, "What uh, sponsor patch would be best for the Dodgers jersey?" Wrong answers only. Ooh, Tinder. What sponsor patch would be best for the Dodgers jersey? But it's wrong answers. I want it to be oh, Tinder. wrong answers only. Yeah, 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 yeah. I follow, I follow now. Well, you got one. I got Tinder. You got Tinder? Oh man, I don't know. That's, that's pretty hard to top. Grinder. Um, Grinder app. Grinder app would be good on there. It's got to be an app. I feel like it has to be an app. Aren't they all apps these days? I don't know. Can it be an NFT? Can the patch be an NFT? Oh, how do they all wear it? Oh, you can only wear one on each jersey. It's the future, guys. NFTs are a thing. Uh, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with Tinder just because I want to see a major, like, well, I mean, I guess it's the wrong answer because I don't want to actually Trojan. see that. <laughs> there you go. Trojan. <laughs> oh, man. You know, Angels could be sponsored by, like, Hoover because uh, they suck. Thank you. So what comes next? How does this uh, affect the start of the season? Well, we don't know. We're not that smart, but neither are they. Um, The Clippers are sponsored by Bumble. Is that real? Oof. 
I didn't know that. Rest in peace. Um, Astro. There's there's a <laughs> huh. Astro glide. He said Astro glide. <laughs> That's good. Because you see. <laughs> there's a decent amount of time to still make something work, but they really need to have like a solid drop-dead date to make this happen. And the owners are going to need to make some concessions here. Same way the players are, no, undoubtedly, but they have made concessions for decades. This time, it needs to be the owner side. You know, if you're making, what was it, uh, the last time it was like reported or whatever, the league uh, – made what 10 billion dollars in profits in 2019 or whatever it is i think you can throw a little more money around and you know there's other things in there with like the revenue sharing and teams tanking and whatever teams tanking is terrible for the sport but i don't know man like people still watch it (laughs) baseball's good baseball 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 even if you hate baseball it's still good um but the owners can't afford to miss games. They cannot afford to have the, the league locked out or to, to, to miss any regular season for sure. So uh, they're going to have to cave at some point. Um, the league also doesn't want this to kind of – you know, not everybody knows what's happening. When the season ends, you're going to get the, the regular fan. All the, the other um, Fairweather fans that tune in just for the postseason – you know, they're not going to know what's happening until it starts to get into the season. And then it starts to get into the big news stories where it's like, oh, MLB can't get out of its own way or whatever. You know, Los Angeles Dodgers, you know, something stupid like that. Anyway. Your mother died. <laughs> God damn it. We only have inside jokes here. That's why no one likes this. Oh, God. All right. Enough. Enough of that. Let's uh, let's do a giveaway and let's have something else fun. Um, guys, we're back with our friends over at Elite Sports Collectibles, as you know. And today we are announcing the winner of this sweet, amazing, spectacular. I think I have them lined up right. Nope. Wrong one. Uh, the winner of this Cody Bellinger autographed baseball. It is autographed by Cody Bellinger. That's why it's an autographed Cody Bellinger baseball. And the winner is... You have a winner? Sammy Reyes. That's uh, at Sammy's Grill Out on Instagram. Oh. Sammy's Sammy's Skrill Out. Sammy's Grill Out? Sammy's Grill Out. Let us know in the comments below. Yep. Next. <clears throat> Some of you guys might have already saw it. We are teaming up with our friends at Elite Sports Collectibles on Instagram to give away a, a, a married man right here. You know, by the way, congrats, Cody. Just became a daddy, finally. He still hasn't figured that out yet. Guys, his hose. But uh, Mookie Betts just got married, and now we're giving away his ball. Guys, you can uh, enter to win an autographed Mookie Betts baseball. It's authenticated. It's all that kind of delicious stuff. The best way to go and win it, the only way to go and win it, go on our Instagram page, at Dodgers Nation. You're going to see a post. Uh, make sure you're following our friends at Elite SC underscore Unlimited. Tag three friends. You know, mash that heart button on there, and we're going to announce the winner next week. And, uh, you know, you have a good time. Allegedly. One of these days we'll win. We can't. Now you tell me. But I've been commenting left and right. All right. Uh, this will be the fun stuff for, for you uh, savages out there. Um, cold stove, hot stove talk. It, it, somebody forgot to pay the gas bill. There is no stove right now. We're... Uh, I don't know what we're on. Space Stoveless. heater. Yeah. Candles. Put it out. Yeah, there candle your breakfast. Um, since we were last here, the Dodgers brought back. Yeah, the most probably the most important move of the offseason they brought back Chris Taylor. So let's uh our uh, Christ and Taylor comes back at a uh four year sixty million dollar deal. There's a fifth year option that adds another thirteen. There's some escalators in there uh that could get that option as high as like 14 million or whatever but uh really good deal for the dodgers all things considered he could have been a dude who uh you know got lots of the money but he wanted to stay home could have made more absolutely could have made more on an annual average basis at least could have made more absolutely could have so thanks mary thank you mary thank you, mary thank you for roping him in you can break up with him that. at any point now we don't care anymore love that woman no but she seems very nice Mrs. She's, uh, probably, Mrs. she's probably too good for him, honestly. And he's a good guy. He's a good guy. But uh, she's uh, smart. She's a lawyer girl, right? That's her job? She's like a lawyer? Oh, I don't know. I think she's like a lawyer or something. I don't know what she does, but she's important. And she uh, and now made him stay. So Taylor, thank you. Taylor's a deadbeat with no job. <laughs> no, he doesn't have a job. He's just surfing. That's all he's doing. <laughs> 
Um, no, that was a huge. I mean, um, I don't think either of us actually predicted him coming back to the team in our predictions officially. No, Did I mean, not? I said it like early in the off season and even into the season. We both like, said it after but, Seager got signed. We but like, oh, no, no, because I was like, he, the, he, I, I've said he was the most important dude to come back that needed to come back. But uh, also, I was like, I don't think he's coming back. I think I had him going to the Phillies, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I did not see that low of a contract because yeah. I thought in my mind he was going to get a 590 easily, and he probably did have that option available to him. Honestly, he probably did have that somewhere else. It's a price you pay for comfort, and sometimes that price is less. And here, you know, he has a nice house, whether in Manhattan Beach, whatever it is. This woman is happy. He's close to nice surf areas. He's in a good spot. California's nice. He's a happy boy. Uh, that's much better than going to freaking Arlington, Texas. I'll tell you that right now. So you, <laughs> you lose Siegs, but you do sign probably the most important guy. Um, I think of all the things that happened around this uh, Chris Taylor contract, the most like like uh, the fuck moment, the one that came like completely out of nowhere. You guys remember uh, there was um. There was a player. It was a Dodger player back in the day. His name was Gary Sheffield. Well, he had a kid, and uh, you know, unfortunately, he's, he's a horribly unknown person. Apparently, he's basically just a troll on the internet. And you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping at some point, like, if if Gary Sheffield Jr. comes after me, that's a sad and pathetic. That shows how sad and pathetic his life is. Like. You 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 instigated the trolling. Now I'm talking about you, but you need to come and find this. Somebody needs to tag you. You need to decide to come and find this and and try to, you know, talk shit to me in my DMs or send his army of cucks after me, whatever it is. But dipshit over here, uh, he's questioning the Chris Taylor uh, contract. It says, uh, he tweets, when the Dodgers give Chris Taylor an extension but not Gary Sheffield, who hit 325 and 43 homers. There's a big difference in the era for one ownership money availability future like there's just so many different things 20 that years apart well into this like what a dumbass thing to say and people are like this has nothing to do with this and he's like it has more to do with it than you think and i'm like what do you think you know like you rode your dad's fame to fame and you're not even famous i would be really you know it'd be great i would just love this so much if i could not work hard at all and not do anything and just ride off of other people's successes for my entire life i really wish i could do that they said you know what gary shovel jr blue check mark why not you're verified you want a job somewhere well you're not really good at anything you do so we're going to put you in the back of everything else but you know you're no you're, you're no worthy we'll call it that love that love yeah. that you can just ride somebody else's success and not do anything in life and just be a jackass online because that kid absolute idiot top to bottom absolute idiot if he wants to square up i'll square up with him too Ooh, here it is Shepard jr this is the youtube fight oh this is sponsored by grinder i don't know <laughs> In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Moving on, the Rangers made the signing of Corey Seager official since we were last uh, doing this thing a week ago. Who... In an interview revealed that he's uh, reached out to Clayton Kershaw, but in the most Corey Seager way. He's like, yeah, you know, I've talked to him. <laughs> but it's the offseason and there's no baseball happened, so we get to run wild with that. Some people did. Um, did you cry? About Corey? No, about Corey saying that he's talked to Kershaw about trying to sign him with the Rangers. No, I didn't even think about it. Well, you don't think Corey Seager has that kind of pull? No. I don't think he cares enough. No, he really does. <laughs> he absolutely does not. Did, uh, did side note, Corey, you look a little dead in the introduction press conference. It's his, it's his face, it's but his face. he looked exceptionally dead. Well, you know, he did lose his soul, signing for a lot of money. You know, uh, he old, sold out harder than Jay Z, dude, big time. Um, uh, I don't. I guess, I guess that works. I guess I, that's that's more accurate. Uh, 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 Vasse, Dave Vasse, who's um, 
is going off on the radio this off season as a, a quote insider. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna play the the, the Dave essay route right. Now. I love Dave. I'm just dicking around. This is all purely for fun, Dave. You know, keep doing your thing, David. But you know, I just had um, Margaret Thatcher call me and President Obama, and he said uh, he's really enjoying the show. He called me right now. What did Margaret Thatcher say? Keep killing it, Yolo swag. <laughs> <laughs> That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> anyway, Vasse said uh, that Seager had a contract offer similar from the Dodgers, but that the players union uh, pressured him to take the, the, the bigger money deal because, you know, it's about setting precedent for more money for players in the future and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not implausible. But are we buying it? No. No. Does not pass. I don't have any money. I can't buy it. Does not pass the sniff test. Um, but still, it was just a thing. I wanted to bring that up because why not? Um, does, does the Kershaw thing pass any sniff test? You got the scared test. We, we, we've we established it doesn't pass the sniff test. Um, I guess that's about it. In the I Kersh. think the conversation happened, but why not? Because they're already teammates with the Dodgers. There's obviously a connection there in Texas. Maybe he's like, hey, what are you thinking about coming to Texas? And Kershaw was like, mm-mm. It's just like I live here. Or maybe he was like, absolutely, I'm going to play for the Rangers because I would really like to not win games for the rest of my career. Doesn't add up for me, folks. Doesn't add up for me. And you can say whatever you want about what the Rangers are doing right now, but they still do not have better than a third-place team in the AOS right now, and that's saying something. What are you talking about, man? They also signed John Gray, you know, notorious ace. Hmm. So take – Take with that what you will. I'll take Josiah Gray over John Gray. <laughs> um, by the way, congrats to Clayton Kershaw who had baby number four. How are we feeling about the name Chance? Isn't that a dog name? <laughs> also, my dude, um, Jimmy Up. Yeah, oh, my guy. You gotta stop having kids. They just had the other one. Like you got like thirteen, three of weeks ago. <laughs> My not. lord! How can these players? I mean, he's gonna he's, need that Texas money. He's approaching Philip Rivers numbers quickly. <laughs> At least it's all from the same woman. You know, respect, respect. Uh, uh, we're gonna have some fun with this one. Uh, another homeward bound. <laughs> but yeah, bless up. Uh, another former Dodger was introduced to his new team uh, this last week. After signing a massive deal, and he said some questionable things, we figured with him it would be like a maybe. Like, you knew you'd get nothing out of Seeger because Seeger is just the most just dry human <laughs> I think we've ever seen play yep. baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Max Scherzer, he uh, decided to put a lot of the blame on the Dodgers for his own shortcomings in October. So um, to borrow from Jim Rome, Max Scherzer, what up? <laughs> well, how did he say it again? He, he said uh, because they were trying to limit his pitch count. And by the way, our um, our uh, our Doug McCain did a whole breakdown video on our YouTube channel, so make sure you check that out. Subscribe while you're there, youtube.com slash DodgersNationTV. But uh, he did a breakdown of some of the numbers, and, uh, you know, the numbers do not back up what Max Scherzer was pulling out of his ass. When uh, he was introduced to media in New York, he um, threw more pitches per start with the Dodgers, right? Than he did with the Nats. Nats. He did earlier in the season. He threw more innings this year than he did with the Nats in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, another shout out to to Vasse for po- pointing out the fact that, uh, or reminding us of the fact that there were about th- what three starts in the middle of that of his 11-start run where he had the hamstring issues and was he pulled himself from the game early. Right. Um, he, he pretty much forced his way to closing out that game five. Right. And he's also 37 now, not 34, 35-ish like he was back in 2019. But he's like, yo, yeah, in 2019, 2019. He keeps talking about that 2019 um, when also notably wasn't particularly exceptional throughout the course of the entire playoffs was pretty no. decent in the championship series um, appeared I think twice in that series but I mean there was nothing noteworthy about it that would suggest like hey the Dodgers screwed up or didn't it just seemed like a really odd thing to me yeah you could have just on nothing. your way out 
Like, let me just throw everybody else under. You already got the contract, bro. Like, you already got the money. You don't need to trash anybody for it. You don't need to defend yourself. Like, we know. I, we I, got your money. I think it's one of those things where he just he panicked and leaned into the narrative of of the, everybody always says, oh, the Dodgers don't let their their pitchers pitch, and um, notably you know, that kind of not yes. a very good interviewer. This is Max Scherzer. He does. He does. Kinda, he's drunk. He does kind of stumble into things a little bit sometimes. So I'll yeah. give him the benefit of the doubt there. So he's got a future as a podcaster. He, yeah, I stumble into everything. I don't even listen to what I say. I've never heard myself say anything. Jose Rod That's over on YouTube point. throws us four ninety nine on the super chat. Thank you. He says I smell complete BS with him. Dude just made a pit stop here. He purposely didn't pitch because he wanted to save himself for another payday. I don't know about saving himself for another payday, but I will say that it was an odd move to be like, hey, remember all the problems that I had last year? They weren't my fault. Yeah, <laughs> That's for real. a little bit of a cock move, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, Roach, our boy Roach, finally in the stream. I saw him ch- jump in a little earlier. He says uh, Steven Souza also blamed how they managed him, managed him and that's what caused his uh, postseason struggles. Well, Dave looked over at him in the seventh inning of the championship series and was like, when did you get here? <laughs> It's like, oh, shit, you're here? Sousa's here? Oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> so, Dave, now we got to get to Dave Luna's point. Um, are we throwing any batteries at Scherzer? I think Scherzer is going to get some good shit when he comes to L.A. in uh, June. I think the Mets, if there's a season, knock on desk. <laughs> um, the Mets come to L.A. at the, or the start, the first weekend of June. And they're here for four games. So, if it's a four-game series, there's a good chance Max is pitching one of those games. If not, he's a coward. Or he's probably on the injured list because, you know, he's old. <clears throat> Me too. But, uh, yeah, I think with, with uh, saying something that stupid, he's going to earn him. He earned himself a chorus of booze. No batteries, but a chorus of booze. And, you know, if it happens to be a, uh, you know, a baseball giveaway night, you might get one or two thrown on the field. That's why they don't give away baseballs anymore. <laughs> I know, People right? chuck them at people. Uh, Eric, Eric noticed my haircut. He likes my haircut. Because my barber. I was waiting for you to do that earlier. Job. Usually, you know, when you get your, oh my God, dude, it's so bad. It's so mullety. It's triple mullety it's now. It's triple mullety right hey, now. Hey, hey, you know, here's your Netflix and Chill Weekly update that we haven't done in a while. The, the hair, though, oh, locked job. you in. Tank job. Oh. No, I locked oh, you in on two? defense, oh, man. man. You see that glove? You got that You got that Josh Donaldson hair going now? I got the Brett Lowry face and the Josh Donaldson hair. Kid made some plays last week. Were you, how, many, how many were you surprised at? Every All last of one of them, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't make one error except for the throws. <laughs> yeah, the but throw. Well, picking, one of the throws, turning, you, like, she locked herself up. You, yeah, that was easy. True, yeah. And then the other one, it was like wet, and I was just like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, the one you threw like yeah. 40 feet to, <laughs> to the left. But still, this guy locked in for justice at third base. And it's all because look good, play good with uh, the hair, with the Cletus cut. You go in there and tell him, Cletus, uh, hey, uh, Barbara, I reckon I need myself a trim. Yeah, I said, uh, you know, uh, all the white trash people that you see in the world, please make me one of them. And he says, all right, man, I got you. Big Dodger fan, that guy. He got big dreams, huh? Yep. Big dreams. Uh, have we talked about Freddie Freeman in this uh, crap yet, like in the offseason? We did. We said something about him, his teeth. <laughs> No, no, I mean, I know we mentioned him today, and somebody brought him up earlier in the chat. Uh, you know, I started by doing research. I mean, I opened up, like, two different tabs of uh, baseball reference, uh. and one of them had Corey Seager. The other one had Freddie Freeman, and I was like, oh, my God, we could, we would win the offseason if we signed this dude. If we somehow find a way to steal Freddie Freeman from the Bravos, He'll also be significantly less money. 32, plays first base, um, but statistically better. He stays on the field. He should hold up. Should hold up because he's not a big swing kind of dude. Um, and it's just one of the better pure hitters in baseball. So uh, let's make that happen. And then you move uh, old uh, broken elbow, <laughs> old torn UCL Muncie over to second base. Boom, you got yourself a team. Shoot Gavin off into the moon. Send him. Send him. <laughs> Send him. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I would love to see that happen. Another one I was thinking about today. It's like, hey, you know what? If they don't do that, why not uh, give uh, Anthony Rizzo a shot? It's not, it's not the best, but you're replacing a left-handed bat. Old thumb boy over there at first. There's going to be a DH. You can kind of play around a little bit with that. Uh, dude still gets on base like a mofo. 
He still gets hit, <laughs> which adds to the on base. I don't know, man. Like, I think they could do better. I think they need pitching uh, before anything. Yeah. But uh, Jason pitching, says no guys. thanks to Rizzo. DJ Jesse bringing it up at the same time. Would you consider Rizzo? I would consider Anthony Rizzo. Why not? I'd take him, Pat. Pat Dwyer bringing up Albert Pujols. I think I would go Anthony Rizzo over Pujols. Oh, yeah. If those are the two you're going with, you I'd go, I'd go Yasiel Puig over uh, Steven Souza. Dude. If Souza's back on this team next year, I, I think I'm just going to have to not speak into a microphone for the year. Don't speak. You know just what you're Souza. Thank you. James Brown is in the house. <laughs> James Brown! He announced it. He said James Brown is in the house. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't saying that. He said that. Thank you. That's Thank how you I had our rooms. For clearing that. Rick Smith is here. That's how I say it. <laughs> it is I. Like, okay. Jose Rod points out that Anthony Rizzo did fall off a, a cliff. He, he didn't have a great time uh, over there in, in New York, but nobody really does. Um, I mean, imagine going to New York to work. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to take the train there. It's stupid. Ice Queen says, I'm vegan. Because James Brown is in the house. Yeah, James Brown's here, yeah. Yep. I like it. Just when you thought the world's most comfortable shoe couldn't get any more comfortable, well, it did. Introducing the Allbirds Wool Runner 2, the next-gen version of the legendary shoe that started it all. It's been refined, redesigned, and completely redefined with more than a dozen upgrades. It delivers comfy all-day wear that's built for bliss, turning your Cloud 9 into a 10. Plus, they're made with sustainability in mind, so you can feel good with each step you take. Added cushioning that delivers a plush ride? Check. An ultra-cozy merino wool upper for a soft fit and feel? Check. Improved durability that offers lasting wear and comfort? Check, check, and check. Lace up a pair and check off next-level comfort, too. Because when your feet are happy, the rest of you follows. Wherever you're headed, it's easy to keep up the pace when you wear Allbirds. Get yours at Allbirds.com and use code FRESH24 to score a free pair of socks with purchase today. That's a free pair of socks with purchase at allbirds.com, code FRESH24. Our final note of the evening, um, the other big news around Dodgers Nation. After decades of oversight, uh, there was a wrong that was finally righted. Uh, a big glaring omission has been corrected. Gil Hodges is a Hall of Famer. He is part of the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, and we're gonna do that. And we're gonna, we're gonna, um, I guess that because it's a money move. The MLB Hall of Fame Golden Days era committee voted in the late great former All Star and two time World Series champ with your Dodgers, once with Brooklyn on, in 55 team, the only team that ever won in Brooklyn, of course, and your 59 Dodgers. So the first two Dodgers championships, he played a big role in those. Um, so we decided. What better way to talk about Gil Hodges than go to our guy, our good friend, Mark Langell, uh Dodgers team historian. Uh, we chatted with him a little bit earlier today about uh, just some, you know, some good Gil stories. And uh, here's a it's still a long version, but here's a short version of what happened. We'll have the full interview on um, on our uh, YouTube probably tomorrow or something like that. But uh, really cool stuff with Mark. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, listen to some of that sweet roll that be beautiful bean footage. Uh, decades of oversight, and uh, one guy that we knew knows the most about Gil, the most about the Dodgers, Mark. Thank you for joining us, Mark Langell, Dodgers team historian in the house via Zoom. Guys, it's a pleasure to be with you, and what a wonderful premise to be able to celebrate finally the induction and the inclusion of pretty much the last piece of the puzzle to that Boys of Summer lineup. Mm -hmm. uh, Gil Hodges joining the rest of the great players, and most of them had nicknames, Duke and Campy and Pee Wee and Jackie. And uh, now Duke can take his, his place alongside those guys at Cooperstown. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a great way to look at it. I mean, so many just legendary figures in baseball, not only in baseball, but, but, but focusing in on, on the Dodgers franchise. Uh, I mean, these are people still buy people, you know, jerseys and, and artwork with, with these players on it. And not that many people are going to know about this, uh, you know, this Gil Hodges character, uh, unfortunately. So that's why we wanted you here. We want you to help. I mean, you're educating us, obviously. We're not <laughs> we're not all uh, that long in the tooth ourselves, but um, no, maybe not so much him. Me, yeah. I'm broken and, and old. But uh, let the people know, let the younger generation know why Gil Hodges is and was so important to uh, this franchise. 
Well, just imagine after the war, the Brooklyn Dodgers had a core of great players. And from 1947 to 1956, it seemed they were always in contention. And, they, and you go around the lineup and you had so many famous players. And some of them were colorful and some of them were known for uh, you know, being a pioneer as far as civil rights, as far as Jackie Robinson and, and Roy Campanella breaking the color barrier. And Duke Snyder had a, a colorful nickname and a, and a left-handed swing, and he had sort of an outgoing personality. And Duke Snyder was kind of like the rock, very quiet in terms of, not the actor uh, for young people, <laughs> but in terms of, you know, just this solid guy. And he, there just wasn't that much excitement to him except this quiet tower of strength. And he originally was a catcher. And when Campanella comes along, Hodges basically moves and switches positions. And Leo DeRocher wrote in his book, he went from being a catcher to, do, to two days later being the best first baseman since Dolph Camilli that he had seen. He had giant hands. Pee Wee Reese said that he wore a glove just out of courtesy, but he probably could have played first base without a glove. And this gentle giant who had been a, a decorated soldier in the war uh, came back and really established himself in Brooklyn. He was the first Brooklyn player to hit 40 homers in one season. He was an eight-time All-Star He's the only Brooklyn Dodger in history to hit four home runs in a game. That was August the 31st, 1950 against the Boston Braves at Ebbets Field. But think about all the other ballplayers who overshadowed him. And the thing that really hurt Gill was he's known for a player. And when he retired, he had the most home runs of any National League right-handed player in history. And Willie Mays later surpassed him. But that was the type of career that he had as far as just unspectacular but super solid always there and, and just a great great player then he becomes a manager and wins the world series with the miracle mets 100 to 1 shots in spring training and pulls off the miracle but then spring training 1972 he passes away of a heart attack two days shy of his 48th birthday and i think that's really key because if you look at the other hall of fame balloting don drysdale doesn't get in until his 10th try Mm -hmm. Duke Snyder doesn't get in until like his 11th try. But what do those two have in common? They're broadcasters. You see them every day. And right. when Gil Hodges passes away, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. And in 1973, if you looked at the Hall of Fame balloting, Gil Hodges was way up here and Snyder is way down there. And just kind of like a teeter-totter, it gradually shifts. And it, it just gets pushed back uh, Pee Wee Reese gets elected uh, by the Veterans Committee. And so at, I think at some point with the electorate, they, they're saying, well, how many Brooklyn Dodgers are you going to put there? You know, because there are other teams in the league, you know. And I think that hurt uh, also because not only did he pass away, but the volume of Dodgers that were already in the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. uh, it took a while for people to truly appreciate. And then here's the amazing thing. He should have been in 30 years ago. He missed it by one vote of the Veterans Committee. And he had that vote, but Roy Campanella was in the hospital and they wouldn't take his proxy. And so technically he'd already been voted in 30 years ago if you did a show of hands, but they got technical and said, uh, no, Campy has to be here for the meeting. And there was always this legend with Earl Weaver, the former Baltimore Orioles manager who went up against Hodges in that World Series in 1969, uh, that there was some bad blood on the part of Earl Weaver because there was a famous play in which Cleon Jones is supposedly hit by a pitch and Lou DeMuro, the umpire, doesn't react. And he just thinks it's a bad pitch. And, and, and Gil Hodges slowly comes to the, to the umpire at home plate with a baseball. And Earl Weaver was always convinced that Hodges had switched balls. And sure enough, 20 years later, vet, you know, Earl Weaver's on the veterans committee. And you don't know if that had a, a factor in, but <laughs> All those years that he came so close, he was always deserving. And I think that the, the best way it was summarized by Vin Scully, one time he was in the booth and he just had this blank look on his face and he said, I have no idea why Gil Hodges is not in the Hall of Fame. And so yesterday when they actually announced that he was there, uh, we're coming up on the 50th anniversary of Gil's passing. Uh, and it's just such a wonderful opportunity for the family to enjoy this because uh, Mrs. Hodges, Joan Hodges, the widow, still lives in the same house on Bedford Avenue. Uh, she's like 93 years old. Uh, <laughs> Gil Jr. has been a great torchbearer for his father's legacy. 
Uh, and everybody who knew Gil just was talking about what a wonderful man he was. And then there was always confusion about the voting too. Are we voting him in as a player? Uh, do we add the Hall of Fame uh, consideration because of what he did with the Miracle Mets? Uh, and then the other thing about so many other teams, the Pirates, hey, we had Bill Mazeroski, the Phillies, we've got Richie Ashburn. It's not the Dodgers and Yankees. And I think if you look at the balloting yesterday, there's a pitcher named Allie Reynolds uh, for the Yankees. Great, great career, so many championships. And it might be the same thing with Allie Reynolds. How many Yankees are you going to put in the Hall of Fame? Uh, but finally, Gil Hodges uh, can join that lineup, uh, that Boys of Summer lineup, uh, that really was so beloved to that fan base of the Dodgers uh, after the war. And it was always wait till next year. Mm -hmm. Wait till next year. They'd always lose the World Series, it seemed, to the Yankees. Uh, 47, 49, 52, 53. Then finally they win it in 55. I think the greatest compliment to Gil Hodges was 1952 when they hadn't won the World Series yet. He goes 0 for 21 in the World Series. And basically there's a famous moment in the Brooklyn church where the pastor says it's too hot for a sermon. Just go home and pray for Gil Hodges. And Hodges <laughs> later said that he got hundreds of messages and they were all positive. And Clum Labine said Brooklyn fans were amazing because the one player they never booed was, was Gil Hodges. And Tom Seaver had talked about the influence of him as a manager on his career saying Gil Hodges was like a second father to him. So that's really how people felt about him. Not just a great ball player, uh, but just a great person as well. Yeah, if you could get uh, New York fans on your side when you're struggling, then you know that you've done When something. does that happen? Yeah, you've been living right your whole <laughs> life or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we saw uh, over, I think it was over the weekend or just before the weekend, you know, you really get the highest of praise from, you know, Vincent Scully penning on the internet a letter, you know, <laughs> via MLB.com and, and – you know, you talked about it. Um, you know, it's not so much about the the stats, and sure, the stats are there to back up why this guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and finally, rightfully, will be enshrined. But you know, Vin talks about just the character of the man, and and the Hall of Fame isn't just about the numbers. It's not just about the stats. It's about the legacy that they're leaving behind, you know, the miracle Mets. I mean, we've had lesser people in the hall of fame with, uh, you know, a bloody sock is in the hall of fame, yep. not the player, but <laughs> um, I just, I don't know, I guess on the Vinny part of it, you know, like you're saying, if Vinny is a type of guy who's backing up this guy, uh, I think they finally got it right. They did. And that's the irony as far as 30 years ago, he got in and just think about, you know, I really think there's a part of the Hall of Fame balloting where you could probably, yesterday you could have pulled names out of a hat. And in a way, some people would have thought that was fair because how do you decide at this point who's better? It's like apples and oranges. What if you said, okay, broadcasters, Bob Prince, Russ Hodges, Harry Callis. If you started picking out famous broadcasters and said, who's better? It's the same thing when you get to this point with the Hall of Famers. So many were so close. Mm -hmm. You look at a guy like Wills, it doesn't diminish his career because of, of his vote total yesterday. And we could have had a whole different conversation if one vote swung and Richie Allen could have been in the Hall of Fame and, Duke, and Gil Hodges could have been one vote short. Mm -hmm. And so just like those previous guys that I talked about as far as them having to wait uh, it took a while for Don Sutton to get in. It takes a while for certain guys to get in. I remember Jim Rice of the Red Sox was no shoe in, uh, but then he finally gets in. And then it's like a Supreme Court justice. You're in for life. You're a Hall of Famer. That's it. They don't re revisit the vote. And now all of a sudden, Gil Hodges is a Hall of Famer, but nothing's changed. The credentials didn't change. How people felt about him didn't change. Uh, it's, it's just nice that the family is going to be able to uh, celebrate uh, this great honor while they're still around to be able to enjoy mm -hmm. it. And, and to remind people, remind the younger fans, just who Gil Hodges was, just how other, other baseball fans will be able to rediscover the careers of Buck O'Neill or Jim Cott or Tony yeah. Oliva. Uh, there's a reason that these guys were elected to the Hall of Fame, and it's an opportunity to revisit and celebrate their careers as well. Yeah, I think you talked about it already a little bit, Mark, but I mean, you talk about younger fans, maybe not necessarily knowing who Gil Hodges is or anything like that, but he obviously, you know, the generation he was coming up with, there's so many big names mm -hmm. that he was obviously surrounded with the entire time. And you said it yourself, like he was just always there. He was consistently good. I mean, he wasn't going to put numbers up that was like, that's an obvious hall of famer. Everybody vote for yeah. that guy right now. But I think it's really cool that 
it's been brought to light and now he kind of gets that recognition that he more than deserves and uh you know better late than never i guess we can always <laughs> say the hall of fame you know they've made their fair share of mistakes over the years but it is what it is we're just happy to have him in there now i think and, there are two th i think there are two things that are important too when fans rediscover and 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 look at these careers because uh, for example, Buck O'Neill, you really need to, first of all, I would put an asterisk for the Hall of Fame for any ball player uh, that played before 1947, because obviously you didn't have integration yet. So right. uh, fans need to remember what it was like back in 46, 47. And when guys like Jackie and Don Newcomb and Roy Campanella came along, it wasn't exactly, okay, now it's time to play. Look at everything around that you have to deal with. It's not the level playing field. Right. And in the case of Hodges, it's, it's interesting to note because he makes his debut in 1943 with a couple games, and then he goes into the Marines. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing to revisit as far as what military service at that point can do to somebody's career. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because 1944, 1945, uh, he's overseas and he's, he's fighting with the Marines. And you've got to wonder, you know, he was known as this gentle giant, but you have to wonder what that type of battle, getting the Bronze Star and the Battle of Okinawa, uh, Okinawa and everything like that, just what mental mental baggage that he carried when he came back to Ebbets Field, because uh, one of the reasons, you know, probably that he only lives to uh, the age that he did, 47, was the stress and a four-pack-a-day smoker. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's a big difference, because when he passes away, Jackie Robinson said, I thought I was going to be the first to go. And then Jackie goes, you know, a few months later, later in 1972, just imagine all the stress that he had integrating the game. So you can't just flip over the trading cards of a Jackie Robinson or a Gil Hodges and say, okay, these are the stats. You also have to look at the circumstances and rediscover what some of these ballplayers uh, had to deal with uh, at certain points in our country's history. Mark, we appreciate the time as always. Uh... You're one of our favorites to uh, not talk to, to listen to. Listen. We like to, we like to listen, Mark. <laughs> you make our jobs easier because you just, you know all the good stuff. Well, it's a pleasure to be on with you guys. And as I say, it's going to be a fun summer next year, uh, celebrating the career and all the accomplishments uh, of Gil Hodges. It'll be great to see all those Dodger number 14 jerseys, I'm sure. And uh, just we're looking forward to having the Hodges family this summer and be able to celebrate something that they've been waiting so long for. Absolutely. Mark Langell, Dodgers team historian. Thanks again. Take care. Thanks, guys. And happy holidays. Importantly, importantly, we won't have to see any Kike jerseys anymore. <laughs> I think that's what that means, right? Legally, you're not allowed to wear it. Yeah, officially, Kike Hernandez will be the last player to ever wear the number 14 for uh, the Dodgers franchise. Um, that number should go up in the rafters at some point. Kike's jersey is going to hang in the rafters forever. Guys. That number 14 with the Hodges and a Hodges and a bro under it. Because, you know, it's going to be a Brooklyn. Another Brooklyn. Bro Hodges. Yeah. But there's more good stuff uh, with Mark. Again, we love Mark. I appreciate the, the comments, uh, sharing the love for Mark Langell. Uh, it's been a while since we've had him on, but it's always uh, a, a fantastic time. Um, the dude literally just knows everything about the Dodgers you know we went to uh, Gary and I went to Dodger Stadium with him a couple uh about a month and a half two months ago walking around like it was just Mark and I pretty much walking around the stadium while Gary's working collecting like photographs all around the stadium I think he's doing a hit I don't know but uh, but uh, I suppose you know we're walking by you know how Mark is he looks at something and he's like oh yeah this was uh you know the opening day ticket from the 1974 season and and uh, this is this was this. So oh, they used to have this over at a different part. If you guys could ever find a way to get a Dodger Stadium tour with Mark Langell, you will never have a if better you experience. Ever find a way to talk to Mark Langell just on a daily basis? If you uh, let's uh, one thing that he did very early on when we met him, he's like, "Who's a really a player that you like a lot?" And we were like, "I don't know, Andre Ethier." And he's like, "Here's the date of his first hit. Here's the picture it was off of. It was a double down the right, whatever it was. I don't even remember what it was." And I was just like, "How do you just know that, dude? Is a machine. Where do you?" from and he's happy he's so happy about it he yeah. loves it so much and it's um as great as mark is uh you know i i'm i am excited that a lot of folks i mean myself i did not know as much about gil hodges before the start of the weekend uh that i do now and now you know talking to mark earlier today i think uh fans are gonna really be this is a this has been a wasted part of the dodgers legacy over years i mean we've heard for 
you know, all of our lives about, you know, these type of, uh, about Campy, about Jackie, about Duke, about Pee Wee Reese, but there's always been this forgotten part of that era, of that team. I just... Gil Hodges, man, dude was a dude was a beast. And you look up, they had like a ten year stretch where, where he was just he was an animal. You know, he'd be getting paid uh, uh, Corey money right now. He'd man, definitely with be these, getting paid Corey money with right these now. kind of numbers the dude put up. So, um, congrats to the the Hodges family, well deserved. And uh, you know, it's gonna be awesome to see that happening. And we haven't had a good uh, ceremony since the last ceremony we had at Dodger Stadium. All star game there next year. Also, knock knock on desk. As long as the uh, world doesn't get closed again and uh, baseball doesn't shut down for life, imagine that a pandemic shuts us down and we don't get an all star game, and then a lockout shuts us down and we don't get an all star game. That'd be interesting. <laughs> By which uh, I mean that would suck. Wait till next year, guys. Uh, but that's about it. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. If you want to uh, subscribe to us on the internet, that would be cool. We are at DodgersNation.com. There's things there that happen that are Dodgers-related sometimes. It's tough offseason. Still click. We need it to survive. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Pandora, everywhere your podcasts are available free. Go there. Click on those. Uh, leave a nice review. You know, leave a um, 78-star review. We'll appreciate that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Another big thing that would help us out a whole bunch. Big time. Guys, I'm at BrookMe3. This guy is at RealFRG. We're both on OnlyFans. I mean, uh, Instagram and Twitter. We're at Dodgers Nation on Instagram and Twitter as well. Stay with us all offseason long while baseball tries to figure its SHIT out. Until then. Shit. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for your question. Thank you for comments. We appreciate the hell out of all you. Go drink eggnog. Shalom. I don't know. Happy holidays. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. home. 